Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas, and sitting in this week for the unusually missing Adam Riley is Heather Rhodes. Hi, I'm Heather Rhodes, and I'm <laughs> in for the unusually missing Adam Riley, and that didn't sound awkward at all. <laughs> so thanks for filling in. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, you, had, you had a cool little weekend now. You got your... New TV. I did. I got a new TV. I ordered it from Groupon. I mean, talk about sight unseen. You're, you know. Yeah, I know, right? If there's ever, if there's ever a <laughs> a place you can go, like, oh, I'm gonna hopefully get something good. Oh, big time! You just cross your fingers and kind of throw the dice, and you're like, just please let this be good. Because returning that. Oh yeah, that would have behemoth been. would be like. Such a pain no. in the ass. Yeah. yeah, that'd be horrible. Well, what's funny though is that you think like people complain about. Well, I don't like ordering from Amazon because I don't get to see what it is. Yeah, Groupon's worse. Groupon's it is kind of worse. And it's almost like eBay in a lot of well, ways. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And the deals are so good. Sometimes you're like, this can't be real. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, like that piece of jewelry I ordered uh, on a whim, right? Like, let's see what a $1,700 carat and a half diamond looks like. Okay. What it looked like, my friends, is a piece of shit. <laughs> it looked... You know how diamonds are made from coal or like coal that people squeeze between their ass cheeks? Right. It was in that state. <laughs> and it still reeked of their ass cheeks. Oh, jeez. It was disgusting. It was bad. That went straight back to Groupon. But luckily, that was easy to ship. Right, yeah. A lot easier to ship than a 49-inch flat screen TV. Yeah. You know. I know. That's still pretty good. Like, uh... Yeah, she got it on a Saturday. I give credit for that FedEx guy, dude. He just lifted that thing over his shoulder. And oh yeah, two days ago stairs. on Saturday, he he just marched up here. Yeah, second floor with the yeah. TV and. Uh, well, third floor technically because you have to. Cl- yeah, those <laughs> stairs suck. My God. Yeah, that's true, huh? And uh, yeah, setting up, setting it up, and looking pretty good. Looking pretty. Good oh, right it's now. oh football. Football looks amazing. 
Michael Douglas is um, flat top, looked yeah. amazing, and falling, falling down. down. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny too is that she's just Heather is just finally getting like a real sense of like watching TV, enjoying TV because for months now you had the problem with Time Warner. Now you're doing oh, TV. Oh, I and... know. I mean, I've had like like uh, sort of a bitter taste in my mouth from from television lately. It's just. You know, I've never had a problem in the bedroom <laughs> with the TV. But, um, or that. But um, uh, it gets tiresome, though, to constantly have to watch TV in a reclining position in bed, right? Like on a, what, two-inch screen? What is that in there? It's like Yeah, it's like a 20-inch screen. It's like a 20-inch screen, but it just... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the 13-inch Emerson I had when I was a kid, you know, seemed better at the time, anyway. Yeah, she had a problem with uh, Time Warner where, and, and and I know any of you that have Time Warner, you probably are like going, oh, well, don't you have a problem with Time Warner? Yeah. She had full, uh, full channel lineup, everything in her bedroom, but when you go out to the living room, the DVR didn't even work. Nope. And I had no, I had no channels whatsoever, and if you, for a while, yeah. And if you followed me at the Stephen Vargas on um, Twitter, you have probably seen some of my angry tweets when we went to uh, Time Warner to actually get a new box. Because I go, well, just get a new box, and it should take care. Oh, of Oh well, it. how many times did I have tech appointments set up, and yeah. they didn't even show up? Right. I mean, they blatantly just didn't show up. It or was bizarre, and they, yeah, and they hung up on me like four times. I mean, four different times, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it was, it's outrageous the way I was treated. Um, so finally, one honestly, and so I mean, finally, and I put up kind of with a lot. I really do. Yeah, and, and finally just made the call and just oh, switched and I over. said, yeah, I'm done. And I ordered direct TV and I had that mother installed and that dude was hilarious that day and so smart and so just finesse, you know, setting everything up. He was the best. He All was right. awesome. Direct TV. <laughs> and the crowd went wild. <laughs> Seriously, that guy, wasn't he top-notch? He was yeah, the best. Yeah, he was. He was great. And he was great, and, and the service people, has been great. Yeah, a lot of people, some people complain about it, but you know what? You guys complain with everything. People say, like, oh, yeah, you got to watch DirecTV because when you're out of contract, prices go up. So what did they do with cable? Yeah, they. I know. And, and a lot it's not of time, different. Yeah, it's no different than anything else, so it's just like... Yeah, so just some people have to complain about it. Well, know? and usually you they'll offer you another package of some sort, too. Yeah, and... Also, you know, like, you know, people complain about like, oh, well, you know, just I, I, I've been with them for God, probably about seven years now. DirecTV. With yeah. DirecTV. Yeah. 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 About two, seven years now. Okay. And uh, or going on seven years and never had a problem with it. Had to call them one time to get the guy to come out and realign my satellite dish because we had. A Is that a euphemism? it's <laughs> no, not what the kids are calling it these days um he had to uh realign the satellite dish because we had strong ass santa Ana's, and my hd channels weren't coming out quite as clear so oh, okay. i called and they go yeah it seems your dish is out of alignment guy came in did that and actually went ahead and goes hey you know this connection looks a little faulty you'll fix it for you mm -hmm. you know fix that and... high winds is usually the culprit yeah but that's it. And yeah. it's like, we rarely have that. And it has to be really bad. Yeah. It has to be really to bad. And, uh, but it's just, you know, with them, yeah, our prices have gone up, but also we've also been able to, uh, finagle some deals with them. 
uh, like the first time we went out of contract and our prices went up, I called them and they're like, well, we can lock you in at this for another two years. Um, but what if we gave you upgraded your two standard boxes, give you one new DVR and another one that's um, kind of like what you have a slingshot where it will access mm-hmm. another DVR. And then they threw in the installation for the home, whole home thing. And then this is when it first came out and um, gave us new boxes and everything. So, oh, yeah. I mean, know. they want to sweeten the deal. Like, yeah. they don't want to screw themselves which is the way cool Time that, Warner does. Yeah, because which is cool in, in their aspect. And, you know, I got it all for free. And it's actually really cool because, yeah, anytime you call Time Warner, you're like, well, that's it. You know, and, and, and in all honesty, where are they going to go? You don't have a whole lot of options. I know. It's an oligopoly. Yeah. Not exactly a monopoly, but close enough. <laughs> well, plus, when you call their customer service, you're calling, like, Outer Mongolia, Zimbabwe. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But their name is Todd. <laughs> hey, it's Steve. Like you. <laughs> yeah. I've talked to a lot of you. Oh, I'm sure. No, well, not you, but this you. Oh, yeah. Well, not... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and we've just delved into the depths of... Uh, racist humor. There. Whatever. It's, it's good default. Gets laughs every time. <laughs> Whether people want to or not. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm very happy to be out of the grips of Time Warner. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, like, like, I feel like I went to detox and rehab or something, you know? Like, I, you know, I, I'm the same way. I came out the other end. I, you know, I, because Time Warner is bad and I'm still having issues with my upgraded internet because you know they said oh yeah we're upgrading the internet in your area now was that upgraded with air quotes around it actually no this one actually used the word upgraded and uh without air quotes and they they put it in and saying yeah you're gonna go from 20 megs to 100 megs and it was like oh awesome they're like yeah you know get your new modem got my new modem and i still have not reached 100 megs (laughs) i still reached 20 megs and they keep saying, sending me stuff saying, hey, be sure to activate your new modem. And it's like, I, I have. I did. And when I go in, when I log into my account online, it's still showing the old modem attached to my account. So, Oh, my God. So typical. Yeah. Well, how about my encounter where they're like, we're going to give you ultimate speed, you know, like 50,000 megs or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, it'll be like $2 a month. Um, and the guy comes to pick up the equipment and has no new modem for right, me. Right, right, yeah. Yet, I can't access speeds like that with the modem I have. Right. So I asked the guy again, and it's like, no, you don't really need that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, (laughs) you feel so much stupider when you get off the phone with Time Warner. You're so befuddled. You can't even, like, you can't even... Well, it's it's funny because Adam used to work for Time Warner back in the day. Oh, God. And he said, he goes, yeah, well, he says, yeah, he goes, you know what the problem is? He goes, nobody can help you out because nobody that works there has Time Warner. He goes, everybody (laughs) there has like Dish or DirecTV or somebody else because Uh, they know how Time Warner works. He goes, nobody can help you with the equipment because they don't have the equipment. Right. And they can get it for free. Oh, right. But they don't even have a layman's experience with it, let alone a technical, Exactly. So, and mine's supposed to be a router, too, and it shows up on my, like, when I search for Wi-Fi signals, it shows up, but I can't access it. The passcode I install, <laughs> in, inserted in there won't take it. So Are it's you like, I'm like, dude, That's God, so you. them. Yeah, I know. It is. It's just so ass backwards. And you can't call them because the number they give you is automated, 
Or you can go ahead and leave a message. Nobody ever called me back. Oh, no, no, no. They won't um, call you back. I hit him on Twitter, and I haven't heard anything. No, no, yeah. no. So no. Time Warner is just a, is a joke. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I hate the fact that I have internet with them. I've actually considered going back to DSL just to get rid of them entirely. Um, or another option would be is if Google will fucking hurry up and get their fiber out here, I would sign up with Google in a fucking heartbeat. Hint, hint. Yeah, so. Oh, how about the Time Warner bill I got today in the mail? <laughs> oh, my God. The last thing I ever encountered was this guy in a different department that actually seemed to get shit done, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is after, what, six months? Yeah. Yeah, April is when this started happening. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I get this dude on the phone, right? And he seems to know what he's talking about. And he does the calculations, right? right? And I'm like, little, you hear the tapping of the yeah, keyboard. I hear the tapping, and I'm like, oh, credibility. Okay. <laughs> and he comes back, and he's got. I said, basically, just give me a number. Get, tell me what I need to pay so that I am up to date with you, and all my credits have been, you know, applied and. Whatever needs to be taken off has been taken off and all these things, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he quotes me this number, what, 142 and right. some change. So I pay that and I get the bill and he promises me, well, your next bill will be $40.98, which is the cost of the internet, the, you know, 50,000 meg internet that I'm right. getting a deal on. Plus, you know, what taxes and surcharges and shit like that, right. of course. Uh so I open the bill and it's $99, right? <laughs> and I feel fucking crazy, yeah. right? And my blood pressure spikes and I, it's like I am foaming at the mouth and I'm like, you know, seeking out someone's ankle to bite, <laughs> you know, and, and it's you, inevitably. Yeah, inevitably yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just going, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, still... Still. Yeah. It's like one of those things that just will not, you know, will not fucking uh, repair itself. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's like the undead. It won't yeah. die, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, I, you know, listen, I would, I know I can get other internet, but at the moment, I just wanted to keep it all status quo because I got my DirecTV installed. Everything's fine. You know, I got rid of my home phone, the landline I don't need. And it's like, I just wanted to keep one constant. Yeah. And I thought, excuse me, I thought... Well, they can do this. Surely they can do this because, you know, you have it and right. you hate them too. And yeah. it's like, you know, but it's it's okay. <sighs> it's okay if you don't change anything. Oh, with them, God, I know. So uh, I'll have to call them one last time, I guess. But speaking of change. Yes. Um, when it's time to change, you've got to rearrange. And wow. You're not going to sing with me? No. Well, that's probably good. Because <laughs> Peter Brady might sound better than you, even with his voice changing. Anyways. Whatever. Shout out to the Brady Bunch. Uh, John Oliver's Last Week Tonight ended this past weekend. Yeah. Ended for the season. But Yesterday. fortunately, it's coming back in... Um, uh, early February. Early February. Yeah, February so. 8th. Uh, which is cool, so... If you didn't catch the show, it was a great, it was a great finale. It was a traditional show. I mean, fuck, when he talked about the lottery. Oh, it was and, hilarious. And just, you know, basically saying that, you know, they, yeah, you know, and, and it's true because anytime, and South Park did this a long time ago, where anytime you want to pass a bill or any type of legislation, you always say, 
It's good for the kids. My oh, favorite it's going to benefit it's education. Gonna be, it's going to benefit the kids. And yes. it's always pictures of kids in a playground playing. You know, and my favorite thing in South Park was when they were trying to ban um, Harbucks from coming into South Park. They uh, uh, they did this political commercial and it goes, and it's for the children. You don't hate children, do, do you? you? <laughs> you know, and, and it was so true. And you I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> says the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... You know, so it was it was actually cool, and at the end was actually really funny because he brought in some of his uh, past uh, past characters. You know, the the little Muppets that he sang with, the break dancing Abraham Lincoln, um, the pole dancing chicken, the pole dancing chicken, and the was, Russian gecko. Yeah, so, I liked the pole dancing chicken in a weird way. Yet I was revolted at the same time. That's kind of what it is. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like at one point you're disgusted, but. You can't take your eyes off it. It's a train wreck, it for is. sure. And it's like watching the Kardashians. Yeah, it is. You know, you're, you're just... I made a necklace out of macaroni! <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so we only have until February to go. And fortunately, all his videos are available online. So you can, you know, at least, you know, watch them. Or if you have HBO On Demand, that's or HBO Go, that's also mm-hmm. good, too. Um so lastly, yeah, what, Adam has been out because he's been having some technical issues over at his place. So this happened a couple of years ago where he was out for a little bit. But at the time, I didn't necessarily have people to kind of fill in to do the, the same bit. So uh, fortunately, Heather's uh, available. And, uh, oh, I'm available. Mm. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, he's still doing... You're kind of supposed to say something there like, no, babe. No, don't leave me. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. This is the world's greatest love affair ever. <laughs> uh, at, but he's still uh, managing to post, post uh, stories on the website, so you'll still be able to see his stuff there. But, um, yeah, so hopefully it won't be too long that I'll be off. But in, in the end, it's... We're probably not going to do many of the second shows, but we will probably keep up with the Stephen Vargas podcast because that didn't really utilize Adam a whole lot. But uh, for the secondary podcast, we'll maintain the Lazy Geeks uh, podcast. But as far as what was supposed to happen this week was supposed to be uh, the oh uh, Lazy Ring of Death and then the one will be Call to the Fanboy. So it'll just depend, but at this particular... Both of which I know nothing about. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. And if, so it's only temporary, but uh, we'll uh, keep this one going for a little bit. So um, with that, I think it's time we uh, delve into some news. So in movie news this week... Let's make it movie news. X-Tree, X-Tree, read all about it! <laughs> Uh, we Did could... I just crash your computer? <laughs> no. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the 30s were calling. They don't understand. Uh, we've been hearing the possibility that Matt Damon will, will one day return to the Bourne Project, but the possibility would uh, would dim a bit more when he would only return if director Paul Greengrass would return. Plus, we also heard that Universal was going forward with the Jeremy Renner version, and it seems that has all but has all changed. 
while speaking at an event for the docu-series Project Greenlight. You remember Project Greenlight? I do. Yeah. I never watched it. I wanted to. It was one of those things I really wanted to get into, and I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. It was a good show. I mean, But I the like concept it. of it was fantastic, yeah. I thought. So, while doing a, uh, uh, an event for that, Ben Affleck had confirmed that uh, Damon would be returning. So, however, Damon made it official, and he says, it'll be in 2016 when the movie will actually come out, he told E! News. Uh, Paul Greengrass is going to do another one, and that's all I um, that's all I'll ever that's all I ever said. I just Period. Need, yeah, <laughs> I just need him. To, I just needed him to say yes. Uh, quote: Damon's or Damon's going to be doing a Bourne movie next fall when I've just completely lost any semblance of physical fitness. <laughs> Affleck said um, had said uh, which spawned the confirmation from Damon. Is that will that be post? Uh, That'll be post Batman. Batman. Yeah, sad cause, Batman because they're doing uh, Dawn of Justice and then Justice League, the next two movies, the two uh-huh. Justice League movies. So he's going to be getting out of buff Batman, getting into back to sad Affleck. Oh, sad Affleck. <laughs> sad Affleck. Mm. It had been nine years since Damon had made a movie with Greengrass. The Bourne Ultimatum was released in two thousand seven. There's no indication if Renner's character will appear in the film, but Universal has stated that it will continue with Eric Aaron Cross character. It back. Uh, earlier this year, lot, some of you may remember that they had given uh, the quote-unquote Jeremy Renner version a uh, 2016 date, and then suddenly it got pushed to, I think, 2017 or even 2018, and then they went ahead and uh, kind of left it alone. But rumors started to circulate that there was going to be another Bourne movie with uh, Matt Damon, which I'm actually cool with. I, I, I like Jeremy Renner, but I don't know. I just kind of need to see Damon in that particular role and my favorite the born <laughs> the born movies oh and... yeah i mean especially since what he's done three or four of them what, how many three movies three, three. Of them. yeah once you see someone do three of you know it, playing that role then to change it out that's yeah. new becky yeah <laughs> you can't fucking do that don't <laughs> f- what you think i'm stupid <laughs> i mean talk about like you know suspension of disbelief sorry yeah. then it's just bullshit to me yeah well what you know and the the new movie wasn't bad, and I'm glad that they actually didn't use Jeremy Renner's character to replace Bourne. They just made a new character who was in the same project. But yeah, but still, yeah, no, I I got it. Just felt different. It felt weird, and uh, I'm actually personally happy. Can't wait to see Damon back in it. I I still remember Forty Year Old Virgin. When uh, Paul Rudd, like, you know what? I always thought he was a bit of a Streisand, but he's kind of <laughs> he's, he's rocking it here, you know? Yeah. Matt <laughs> Damon. Yeah, I always thought he was kind of a Streisand. <laughs> That's awesome. Love oh, that. Man. Gotta love that movie. All right. <laughs> Moving on into Game of News. Uh, as many of you know, I'm a huge fan of the whole Kingdom Hearts series, and I promoted the hell out of the original game last year when they released Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix. Because it's so cute. Because it's an awesome game. Well, uh, yeah, that but you, too. For you, it was like, the but, artwork was really yeah, cute. Yeah, for a layperson, uh, a non-gamer, <laughs> except for Super Mario Brothers and Pac-Man and Frogger. Um, Dating yourself a little bit there. And Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey. I'll keep going. <laughs> Pong. Oh, yeah. Tank. <laughs> Jeez. How come nobody talks about Tank? Many people remember Tank. Tank was like Pong, but Tank was what came with my Atari. Mm, mm-hmm. That, you know, I got Atari for Christmas, I want to say, 81? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yeah, 81. I didn't get an Atari, I got an Intellivision. And I, oh, well, <laughs> but, 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 and, uh, 
<laughs> Whatever, beta tapes. Um, <laughs> and it had this game called Tank. And it had a little tank in the corner, and it would shoot this other tank, tank in the other corner. So it was actually a little bit better than Pong. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Not as good as Bong. <laughs> well, you know, for me... Well, I'm so easily amused. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I... See, when I was a kid, I had to rely on my brother to get new technology. My brother's always been on the wrong side of technology. You know, he got the Betamax. He got, yeah. He got the Intellivision. You know, he, he got all of those things, and... Even though Betamax was significant, uh, was quality wise was always promoted as being better. VHS just it was the whole HD DVD versus Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> but once once we made it over and he got a Nintendo, we got a Nintendo. Mm, um, it all you know, changed. It, it changed, but since we've got, since he's got since we've gotten older, he's let me make the technology decision. He goes, "Hey, I chose Betamax and Intellivision. That's." That's everything that I need to say. So then it's like, okay, I'll pick this one. And it's like, well, what do you think about the age? I go, I go, porn and gaming are all, and Sony has picked Blu-ray. I go, you've got those two in that corner. There's no way Microsoft's going to compete with the HD DVD. I go, but let's wait. Sure enough, Blu-ray came along and took care of that. Well, if you've got porn in your pocket. Yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just happy to see me. <laughs> You know, yeah. either one, either then one. you're going to win. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's oh, just... Oh, you want to hear that. a sad little story? What? Okay, we didn't have a computer. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> a, I lived at home till I was 24. Um, come on, man. I was still in school. It was convenient. All right? right? It worked out. It worked out. Okay? I moved out the next year. All right? <laughs> I lived by myself, and it's all good. All right. I have nothing to prove to you people. <laughs> But anyway, no, I did I did live at home till I was 24. Um and the year before that, Christmas of 95, my mom uh got us a computer for the first time. It was an Acer. Oh wow. They were great. I loved it. Like it was so right on my wavelength. Like that I understood. It was like <laughs> that amount of technology I could hang with. Hey, Tina, my friend Tina came over. I mean, we set up the internet with like with the codes, the the like Oh, PIP thing and yeah. the, the I mean we did that and it was hard like it wasn't just the the AOL disk we right. set it up through CSUN's yeah you know server yeah because uh, that was where it was EDU something about LAN and yeah. things I don't know what the hell but we did it and it worked it was crazy um we were so war games dude we were like so <laughs> do you want like to play, play a game? game yeah we were totally DEFCON four <laughs> so <laughs> um. But anyway, my mom brings home this great computer, right? And it was good. It was great. And and a printer. Oh. She was like, they said this was good. And she knew nothing about it. It was a, f my, how mean is this? They fucking sold my mother a dot matrix printer. <laughs> I'm like, I said, mom, they totally snowed you. I'm like, you have to take this back. This is technology on the way out right i'm like you need to go back and get an inkjet that that's what they're called they're called inkjets you know get that you know a laser would be nice but those were yeah too, they're, still, they're still expensive still but they were crazy expensive oh, yeah. then but inkjet's perfect right and yeah. i'm like no go back and she did actually and she goes oh and i always felt bad when my mom got like that yeah like she thought she did a good thing and then it was yeah like, like what oh god tiffany would kill me if she knew i was sharing this on a podcast but 
because we always go, oh, mom, about this. She came home one Christ- Christmas with, uh, like, I don't know if they were CDs or cassettes at the time, something, but it was also in the 90s. And she was like, look, I got Mannheim Steamroller, Not, which is kind of bad, right? You know, <laughs> epic, epic, you know, yeah. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, whatever. <laughs> And no, it gets worse. It wasn't Mannheim Steamroller. It was a tribute to <laughs> Mannheim Steamroller. Oh no! Oh, I don't. You want to hug her? I know. I know, I know, dude. I hate that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's, it sucks too because you think they they did they like they all think like oh I did something good and then you're oh, just like oh I know it's so like oh god and you just like it's just vulnerable mom it's sad I hate it ah. <laughs> yeah you just because you it's really cute and it's just like everybody's man ran steamroller hey she was a big wave listener man oh, yeah. she was ninety four seven the wave. <laughs> For those of you in SoCal, <laughs> you'll you'll recognize that right off the bat. Oh man! Does anyone in SoCal listen to this, or is it all people in like Brussels and shit? Uh, like, it doesn't matter. Hong Kong. We, what we've discovered that is apparently people outside of the country just love whatever. Hey, have to say, okay. So, yeah. uh, but that's anyway. Adam. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're gonna like me. So. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Back to this. Back to this here. Um, well, we've, we know that the second installment of the game, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix, will be released next month. Woo-hoo. The company announced some goodies for the game. Now, it announced that a collector's edition of uh, the Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix will include both games. So the HD version oh. of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix, as well as the, new, um, as, as the new version, in a steel book case, which is going to be adorned with artwork from Kingdom Hearts series director Tetsuya... Nomura. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. B plus. Yeah. yeah. This, is, uh, this is the breakdown <laughs> of the two games. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix. It'll be, give you the Kingdom Hearts Final final Mix, the Kingdom Hearts Re Chains of Memories, and the uh, Kingdom Hearts 358 slash 2 Days, the cutscenes only, in theater mode, as well as Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 will give you the final mix. Also, uh, Birth by Sleep Final Mix and Kingdom Hearts Recoded Cutscenes Only, again, in theater mode. Uh, which is kind of cool because you really can't figure... Is Both uh, cutscenes in there are actually really good because they were actually both released on the originally on the 3DS. I mean, on the Nintendo DS. So it's kind of hard to play that on a Sony PlayStation. Uh, but that leaves only one mo- non-mobile game of Kingdom Hearts series, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, which was released exclusively on the Nintendo 3DS back in 2012. So, the collector's edition also includes three special items, a shadow heartless plushie, which oh. is ridiculous. <gasps> it's that one right there. Oh my god, it looks like toothless. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a kitty. <laughs> and it's uh 9.4 inches tall, a keyblade pin featuring Mickey and Sora that is 1.68 inches tall and a 30-page art book with dust jacket featuring the sketch of, um, sketches from Nomura. The pin will also be available in the limited edition Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix, which is free pre-order upgrade for the standalone game, which right. actually might be a cool thing if you want. Although, I have the first one, but yet I'm seeing like the Steelbook and all the plushies and stuff like that. Like, oh, that would be kind of nice to have. 
Uh, the collector's edition is available. Then you should sell the first one. Yeah, I could sell the first yeah. one. The uh, collector's edition will be available exclusively through Square Enix's online store for $99.99. Pre-orders are now available. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix, as well as the collector's edition, will be released on December 2nd on the PlayStation 3. Uh, we have the full trailer on... Um, and you can see what everything that's inside on the Lazy Geeks website. The Shadow Heartless plushie. I want it. <laughs> Looks so cute, doesn't it? <laughs> if you get that, you're giving it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so which means I'll have to find out, find the plushie by itself on <laughs> on eBay afterwards. Just Pretty much. Get, yeah. Um, yeah. Man. Just find it. Yeah. I don't but, care uh... how. <laughs> I don't care what the means are. Nobody ever cares about the means. You just need I don't to need to sure. know what you do to get it. <laughs> just get it. God. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Moving on into comic book news. This one's actually really, really short because, let's just face it, there's not a whole lot of comic book news out there. Well, should I read this one then? Yeah, sure. Feel free to read it. Everything ends. Everything ends. Everything. Everything ends. Ends, but not our love. Never. <laughs> They said, not mockingly <laughs> at all. At all. All right. Well, Marvel has been teasing up a storm for the past couple of weeks, and this time they managed to tease something that will not come in the, quote, summer of 2015, like everything else. It's, gonna, it's like we're going to have a deluge, right, of, of Ridic. Yeah, of I every, mean, all Marvel comics in 2015. Seriously, and like every movie and craziness. But before then, Marvel has teased a new cover that states everything ends in spring 2015. Now, there are many that speculate that the cover has something to do with the current, quote, time runs out storyline that by Marvel's own admission will lead into the secret wars that will begin in the summer. The eight-month story arc has had the Avengers dealing with issues that are eight months later in the universe, which will probably deal with something that will crack the dimensions to allow characters from other worlds to interact with this earth. You know. You can check out the creepy cover over there on uh, the Lazy I know. Too. I like that. It's just plain white with... I name. know. And we want to hear their uh, thoughts, opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So feel free to hit us up. Let us know what you think on that. What your theory is um, in this. Uh, everything ends is... I, 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 I'm fearful of saying that you know, anybody who thinks that it's going to lead to a reboot of the Marvel Universe, I think is probably hoping that they will reboot the Marvel say, Universe. Wishful thinking. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of a wishful thinking. Um, Marvel has done everything they could to stay away from rebooting like DC did. Uh, yeah, granted, Marvel's timeline is pretty dense. Uh, but I think in some instances, they're just kind of... Maybe kind of, uh, they said the universe is going to change after this, but I think they're just going to kind of change the direction. They've done a lot of different things with, uh, with some of the characters and with, you know, killing off Wolverine. And then you have, no, uh, Dink. yeah, Dink's been killed off. Dink. Um, dink, 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 dink. I'm obsessed with his claws. She's just, she's Especially a, the baby variant. Yeah, the baby variant of Wolverine yeah. she's completely obsessed with. She named now he's no longer Wolverine, he's Dink. He's Dink because uh, that's the sound his little claws make when they are, you know, right. when they come out. Right? <laughs> dink, right. dink 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 dink. I know there's only 3, but I make it <laughs> yeah, sound like there's like 50. Yeah, suddenly he's like, a, he's like a full bear then. He's like something. a porcupine. <laughs> dink 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 dink. 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 
Anyway, but, he's dead. Uh, uh, he's I, dead, I think dink, is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, and then now with some of the major characters, we already know that some, uh, like, Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy, she's going to... Gwen Stefani? Gosh. What? Oh, Gwen, sorry. Gwen Stacy's going to become a new Spider-Man in the new um, next year. So there's a lot of different variants. I just think they're just kind of re-injecting the universe with some new stuff. I don't really think... Re-injecting the universe with their hot beef injection. <laughs> sorry. I'm so immature sometimes. <laughs> like, I hear something and my mind just is like, 12. <laughs> you know? And it's like I'm back watching The Breakfast Club all of a sudden, you know? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, so I, I, I really would be hesitant on thinking that they're going to actually do a reboot at all. Um, and this, I think it's just going to be new, new deal for everybody to just kind of buy. <laughs> That's really what it is. Just new comics for you to buy next year. Mm-hmm. All right. And lastly, into technology news. So I've known so many people that have had issues when they move away from iPhones to Android, Windows phone, or God forbid, a BlackBerry. Uh, <laughs> what's so 90s. Yeah. It's like, what's the issue? iMessage. Many people that switch have an issue with iMessages uh, that end up in the void. <laughs> Apple released the iMessage feature back in 2011. The idea was to was innovative that it would use data networks and Wi-Fi instead of using text messages on cellular networks. Of course, Apple introduced a way to turn off the feature before moving over to a no- new device. However, it seems that turning off iMessage did not always do what it was designed to. <laughs> Some former iPhone users owners claimed that the messages fell into a void even more annoying the sender would usually think the message was delivered even though the message never went through that is true true that it's almost like apple's a little bit like time warner yeah a little bit a little bit (laughs) yeah this will work hopefully kidding (laughs) but they have a new app that offers a step-by-step instruction for deregistering iphones that are um that are still (laughs) supposed to be in your possession uh, if you are no longer if you're no longer in possession of it, it will include an option of typing in their number and receive a confirmation code and confirm their choice. Hmm. So, um, I've you know it's funny because like I don't have an iPhone, but I've heard people saying that uh, when people when people leave iPhone and go to uh, to an Android or whatever another device that they still send iMessages and the iMessages still technically go through. But they're in some type of void that the other person never gets, and you send it, and it says that it was sent. And well, here's it. here's my experience as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sending a text message to my friend who has the same Samsung phone you have, but uh-huh. I have an iPhone five. Right. And you know, when I whenever I send a text message to someone who does not have an iPhone, it's green. Mm-hmm. You know, the background of it is right. green. And when I send it to a fellow iPhone user, it's blue because that's what iMessage right. looks like. And it'll say iMessage. Now, when it malfunctions in that Time Warner-esque way, <laughs> right, right. Um, what'll happen is there's usually a little lag time and then your message will go through, but it'll be green, even mm-hmm. though it's going to a fellow iPhone user, and it'll say text message, sent as text message. So it's almost like, okay, well, the first way, the preferred way didn't work, but we're sending it anyway. Now we're going to send it through the network, the cellular network. We're going to send it as a text message. 
So there's that. Now, the other thing, though, about sending the messages to my friend who has the Samsung, all of a sudden, I'm sending them to her, and they're blue. And I asked her, did you get an iPhone? She said, no. So how can I be sending an iMessage that's blue <laughs> right. to someone who doesn't have an iPhone? Mm. Kind of now makes me think, is she getting my messages at all? Right. How does that work? Did I she mean, have an iPhone before? No, she never did. Oh, that's weird. She's always had uh, an Android. Yeah. Oh, wow. And all, It's been green for years now with her. Mm. I know, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's funny how Apple will do all these things to innovate you, but it they're kind of like the mob. When you want to try to get out of it, they oh, make it really difficult to try. It's like a gang, man. Yeah. You can't get out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's funny because the more and more I talk to people about that get into it, and say they always have a tough time crossing back over into Android is because Apple makes it really tough, really tough to kind of get out of oh, it. Oh, it's culty. Yeah. It's like David Koresh is in there, you know, singing Kumbaya and shit. And he's like <laughs> going to, you know, blow you up in the building that he's right, in. Right, yeah. You know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You're drinking the, the uh, Apple-flavored Kool-Aid. <laughs> Hence why, you're, why you have one. Uh what are you speaking of? <laughs> I know not what you say. I don't give a shit. I, me, I'm kind of like lazy, you know, right, right, yeah. in that I kind of, I get the iPhone, but dude, I don't even use all the features on there, mm. you know? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird like that. But I'm that girl, right? You know, I don't play, quote unquote, with my technological devices because I'm afraid I'm going to do something that's irreversible. So, so you're an old person with uh, with technology. Like... Dude, I told you I need a jitterbug phone. <laughs> okay? With the gigantic buttons and it's just a freaking phone. <laughs> I mean, that's so weird. But what would you do without your phone? You're on Facebook all the time. You're on uh, Groupon all the time. Oh, I am. But, <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> I'm on Instagram more than anything else. Yeah, that has true. sucked me into its vortex. <laughs> I mean, sucked. And that's, and that's what Facebook wanted to do when they bought. They wanted to make sure they dominate your life. And <laughs> Oh, and they are. And it's, I guess it's fine. I don't know anymore. I don't know who the hell I am anymore. Um, <laughs> no, the thing is, see, now that I have had a smartphone, I, I don't want not a smartphone. I don't want a dumb phone. I, I don't want the jitterbug anymore. I thought I did. It's weird. Before I got my iPhone... I did get a new phone like a year before that, mm -hmm. and I purposely got like a nothing phone. Right. Isn't that weird? Like, I was like, I don't fucking want it. I didn't want it at all. I didn't want any of that extra shit. You know why? Because either it was, either this is the truth, or it was just my perception. I was like, ew, you have to pay for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And I think you did at the time, or like, they didn't have packages the way they do now. Um, they weren't as economical, no, for no, sure. No. No, they, they were didn't. way more expensive, or it was like this much for this many minutes of usage, and like I don't know, it just seemed kind of rip off to me at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but now it's like you, you basically get free minutes and free. Well, know. and I have AT and T, which is kind of you know you can talk about Time Warner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I have everything horrible. Right? I have everything you hate. <laughs> everything you think is horrible. Hey, I even have things that I hate. Yeah, I know. But, I have uh, them out of necessity. <laughs> and then you eat and cry. Yeah. <laughs> this tastes so good. I can't stop eating. <laughs> We're going to hell. Um, but, 
uh, AT&T grandfathered me in. I'm one of those old customers that right. will always have like unlimited everything now, right. you know, and they stopped offering that for a while, or at least I don't know if they brought it back or not, but no, it, that no. was a big deal for a while. Like that new customers could not get that deal. Yeah. And I do. And I'm like, well, I'm sticking with it then. Cause yeah, I, the thing about AT&T where it does suck is actually phone calls. Yeah. Like having uh, reception <laughs> in certain places where Verizon customers tend to have good reception. They yeah. have way more bars. Um, but who uses it for phone calls anymore? Yeah, what the no, fuck? Right. You know? Was who it? wants to talk to people? What was I was uh, watching um, uh, Kevin Pollack. He has his online show where he talks to other celebrities. And he was talking to Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. He was talking to Paul Rudd and he goes, yeah, he goes, so you got the new iPhone? He goes, yeah, you got the new phone. He goes, yeah, I want to, I want to develop an app for the iPhone that allows you to make phone calls. <laughs> uh, dude, that's <laughs> its primary purpose? Well, that's because he had AT&T and that oh. was when it first came out with AT&T because everybody's like, yeah, smart iPhone's great if you, uh, providing you don't want to make calls on it. Yeah. You know, I used to have a friend that would have, that got the iPhone and he had AT&T. And we would be driving from Agora Hills back to the valley. Yeah. And there's that one stretch when you go through Calabasas oh, yeah. over there. And he would tie and then all of a sudden it would dip. Oh, yeah. And it would cut out on him every time. And I go, seriously, dude, why do you do that? He goes, because I hope that maybe one day. This they, time it'll, it'll be, be different. different. Was it'll... he in an abusive relationship? Like, <laughs> yeah, he was in an abusive It's like domestic violence. Yeah, exactly. Phone. He's yeah. like, she won't do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault. I shouldn't have done this. It tastes so good. I can't <laughs> stop eating. Oh, man. All right. Well, <laughs> in, this douche, in this douchebag existence we call life, there are moments when humanity does something that is simply epic. And this is a spot we call... Hashtag epic. Hashtag epic. <laughs> this week's this week's hashtag epic, which actually sounds hashtag odd, but epic. it's uh, it's actually President Obama. Um, this doesn't usually happen because he's been more than disappointing to me. Wait, he uh, did something? He, he yeah, he actually did something. Extra, extra. <laughs> read all about it. Tell uh, us. And uh, this one comes from USA Today. So President Obama. Came oh wait, out. wait, wait! It's from USA Today. Yeah. Well, it's from everyone, but this is the only article that I could find that actually stated what he actually All said. All right. Everything else was their opinions on what he said and his impacts. What I was like, I want this actual story. So the cartoony news yeah. gave us the best story. Yeah. Right uh, on. President Obama came <laughs> came out strongly Monday for con- for the concept of net neutrality, saying that quote an open internet is essential to the American economy and increasingly to our way of life. In a written statement, Obama asked the uh, Federal Communication Commission to, quote, create a new set of rules protecting net neutrality and to ensure that phone and cable companies will not be able to, quote, to act as a gatekeeper restricting what you can do or see online, end quote. And that's, Amen. And that's... Hallelujah. Who, that's the, uh, that's usually the uh, purview of the government that will restrict what you can and cannot see online. Uh, the FCC is nearing a decision. Net neutrality supporters hailed the president's comments as a victory for Internet users and free speech advocates. Critics, including major corporations and Republican lawmakers, Ugh. called it an overreaction and will lead to lawsuits, worse service, and higher prices, which is complete bullshit. Um, Tom, well, look at that together. Yeah. You've got major corporations and Republicans. Republicans yeah. Fuck me. Uh, Come on. Tom Wheeler, the Obama-appointed Obama chairman of the FCC, said that Quote, like the president, I believe that the Internet must remain an open platform for free expression, innovation, 
and economic growth, who's both opposed internet, uh, we both oppose internet fast lanes. The internet must not, uh, the internet must not advantage some uh, to the detriment of others. Wheeler said that the commission would enter Obama's submission into the, into its record, into the record of its proceedings and will continue to hear, quote, from all stakeholders, including public and members of Congress of both parties. In a statement issued while Obama in, is in China for the Asian Economic Summit, the president noted that the FCC is an independent agency and ultimately its decisions there alone. Obama urged an explicit ban on paid prioritization agreements in which large content providers pay internet companies for faster delivery. This involves such profitable high traffic sites such as Netflix, Amazon, and YouTube. He also called for banning the blocking of certain websites and the throttling of internet service. The president who, uh, who recorded his statement on video also called the FCC to classify broadband internet as a telecommunications service. Major broadband providers have objected, saying that it would make their business subject to erroneous regulations. Or onerous ones. Or onerous regulations. <laughs> uh, in, a re in a statement of its own, Verizon said that the light touch uh, regulatory agency, uh, approach sorry, in place for the last two decades has been central to its internet success. Reclassification under federal rules would be a radical reversal, of course, that would in and of itself threaten great harm to the open internet. Verizon also said new rules would invite strong legal challenges. The CTIA, a trade, a trade association for wireless communication industries, said that imposing an uh, antiquated common carrier regulation, Title II, of the 1934 Communications Act would impose inappropriate regulations on a dynamic industry and would threaten mobile providers' ability to invest and innovate all to the detriment of consumers. Net neutrality backers, meanwhile, cheered Obama's uh, declaration. Uh, this statement, I think, gives the, gives the political cover for the FCC to actually do the right thing, said Marvin R. Amaroi? Amaroi? Amori? Amori. Amori. Mm -hmm. no, it's Amori. Uh, <laughs> it is. Oh. An advisor to tech companies. Amori called Obama's statement a major win for net neutrality supporters, and there is rejoicing among every startup company in America right now. The statement Yay. Amori said is Obama's key campaign promise in technology. Becky Bond, political director of a pro-net neutrality group called Credo, said the question now belongs to the FCC and she noted that the three of the commissioners, five members, are Democrats. We will stand with Comcast. Um, will they stand with Comcast, AT&T, and Verizon, or the president of the American people, Bond said. In, legal issue, in terms of legal issues, Laura W. Murphy, director of the American Civil Liberties Union's Washington Legislative Office, say that 10 times real fast, mm -hmm. said, that I could. <laughs> said that preventing fast lanes and discrimination against some content producers on the internet is one of the most important free speech issues of the digital age. The net neutrality issue is also split members of Congress. Senator Ed Markey, Democrat Massachusetts, called Obama's statement a game changer and said the president is proudly standing up for the open internet and that will remain free of fast and slow lanes for the consumer and, com and companies. Now, of course, Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, who has criticized yeah, Obama's yeah. other regulations, said that net neutrality puts the government in charge of determining internet pricing, which is bullshit right there. Yeah, terms of, it's not gonna happen. Terms of service and what 
types of products and services can be delivered, leading to fewer choices, fewer opportunities, and higher prices for consumers. No. Which is where we are right now. Right. And if you heard anything that Obama said, he's all about, like, deregulating, like, no, and, like, and banning... blocking sites that right. yeah he's, he's opening it up wider yeah well, what he's doing is maintaining the status quo is what obama's trying to do and that's what we want we want the status quo but we don't want um and it would affect pl- pl- sites like mine sites like this one well but, but now let me just i don't know if i'm playing devil's advocate here but you you're saying he's maintaining the status quo but you're also saying that this is what we have now well he's so ma- which is it no well he well he's saying you know what ted cruz is saying that because if they do net neutrality, right? He goes. If they do it, it's gonna it's gonna lead to fewer choices, which we already have now. We mm-hmm. do have fewer choices for internet. It's the big companies. It's an uh, oligopoly. Fewer, op- yeah, yeah, fewer opportunities and higher prices for consumers. We're always getting our prices jacked up now. Okay, but what they're trying to do, what the companies want to do, and get rid of net neutrality, is to charge people more for the same thing. They mm-hmm. they quote unquote want to make a fast lane. Oh, so, oh, Netflix, you want your customers to be able to watch their movies in better quality, better stuff like that? Well, you have to pay us more. Right, you'll have ultimate speed. Yeah, you have to pay us more. You have to pay, and this is the thing, is they'll have to pay Verizon more. They'll have to pay AT&T more. They'll have to pay Comcast more, Time Warner more. They'll have to pay each one of them more. Mm -hmm. For people like me that doing this out of a labor of love, I can't pay. So, which means, will they block, will my site not be shown? Because because how do you regulate it? How does how do they get regulated on Google searches? Right. Oh well, these people pay more, so they get higher profile. We've seen it on Facebook. I had a, yeah. I, I've had a theory, and if, if you don't believe me, just look at your newsfeed. If you want an example of net neutrality, there's two ways to look at the example. One, rewatch that John Oliver bit that he did about net neutrality. Yeah, excellent. June. Really great. Um, he really kind of disseminated what the arguments of net neutrality is. But if you really want to look at what net neutrality is, look at Facebook. Look at all of the websites that pretty much you like a page, see how many times they fill up your newsfeed. And then think about, gee, what about that one comic store that I go to? I very rarely ever see, if ever, see their their uh, their stuff online. Or if I choose to make somebody not a close friend, I don't see them at all on Facebook. Sometimes you think, are they on Facebook at all? Mm-hmm. You never see their stuff on there, but you'll see other people's things pop up. Or, and for me, the biggest thing is I see, like I like, uh, um, I've just recently um, liked Mental Floss. I like The Onion. I like um, some of the news organizations that I have, and they fill up my feed every once in a while. I'll get people's posts, unless I classify them as close friends. Otherwise, I'll never see them. I've had friends that I go, so are you like MIA on Facebook now? And they're like, no, I post all the time. And, I go to their page. and this is because Facebook decides. Facebook decides what's going to be in what's going to be in your use feed. Also, if those people are paying for, if not people, but let's say like the the Onion and all of them are paying for advertising, mm-hmm. they're going to blow up your your news feed because that's where they're getting engagement. Right, right. But if you look at and, and one thing is, is that people talk about Google Plus as being, oh, well, Google Plus is sad and silly and stuff like that. If, if you go by the metrics on Facebook, we have a metric and it shows us how many times we're actually presented, our posts are presented, is presented to people. On a weekly basis, 
we average maybe 200 um, what they call impressions, 200 impressions, meaning that our articles are out there 200 times during a given week, which may sound like a lot, but when you post hmm, five articles a day, six days a week, mm-hmm. that's a little low when yeah. you think about it. Plus, we have 136 fall, um, fans on our Facebook page. In my calculation, the way I estimate it is that it should be it should be 163 times per post per day. Mm-hmm. So that's what I figure it should how it should be. But then you and but they keep telling us, oh, promote your page, promote your page, promote your page, pay us to show your page. Mm. Then I go to Google Plus, and when we're on Google Plus. We have 73 followers on Google+. And let's keep in mind, Google+, Plus is not a haven for a lot of people. But people that have been disenchanted by Facebook, I've been leaning more towards Google+. Plus. We have 74 followers on our Google+, Plus page. Mm-hmm. In one day... Did you just get one more in the five seconds that you just said you had 73? <laughs> no, we had 74. I thought it was 73. No, I thought that was miraculous. Uh, but we have, but with the 74 people, <laughs> let me get to kidding. my point. Uh, it's 74 <laughs> people that we have on there. On any given day, our impressions on Google Plus is over 3,000. Oh, wow. So our traffic is 3,000 3, times in a day. Huge difference. Exactly. And even when I go through my own feed, I can see all of our stuff. And the reason why I think. If you want to look at net neutrality, look at it as what Facebook presents you with is they want you to pay for content so people, your fans can see it. Or if you go through Google Plus and Twitter, they will release your content when it happens and everybody gets to see it. Everybody that follows you, everybody That's that subscribes to you. That's the way it should be. Is the way it should be. And so when I put it out there, it's out there. People can see it and it, move, and it grows from there. It shouldn't be a service that regulates everything that I'm putting out there and determines, oh, well, you're not paying us for this, so we'll throw you to two people that are shown. Why should I have a post that's shown twice when I have 130-some-odd people that are there? It should not be that way. No. But when I have another one that I don't pay for it, they say, hey, guess what? You can pay and get you know extra you know benefits or what have you. Right. But I'm shown 3,000 times in a day. For seven articles? Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot. And same thing with Twitter. Twitter, boom. Yeah, they have promoted ones, which will throw interrupt your newsfeed with a little thing, but it says promoted on there. Yeah. You know, but when I throw something out on Twitter, it's boom, immediate, and right at that second, that's it. That's what I like. And you know what? That still generates. So it's, you know, I don't like that concept of net neutrality because the, to me, the perfect, um, and I was going to write a, I'm going to write a blog about this, an opinion piece of where... Facebook is what the internet would be with net neutrality. It's ba- that's basically what I've come what I've come to dis- to to an understanding of is like that's what net neutrality would be. Facebook. So net neutrality is bad. Yeah. Net neut- uh, no net neutrality is good because what we want is n- the internet to be neutral. Right. Right. But okay. What, so that's what I thought. They're, yeah, they're using it as net neutrality. But if you're looking for what it would be like under the provider's rules, Facebook would be it. So net neutrality is a concept of keeping the internet neutral. So what I'm saying is is that to end net neutrality would be Facebook. Oh, I see. Keeping okay. net neutrality would be Twitter and Google Plus. That's what it would um, to keeping it keeping it going would be Google Plus and Twitter. 
then that's the big that's the big thing on it. Okay. And of course, the anytime this is and and if you just even if you're you don't like politics, you don't read anything, just look at who supports net neutrality. Oh, I, right. Like we were looking at the you know the corporations and the no, Republicans, uh, right? You're no, saying uh, the who supports net neutrality means they're supporting the open internet. Right. So that would be major companies like Facebook, Netflix, uh, uh, advocacy groups, people that want the internet to Google, st- Google every mm-hmm. every major internet <clears throat> company. Mm-hmm. Advocates, bloggers, people like us, YouTube people, people that yeah. post videos on YouTube. They want. We want net neutrality. Net neutrality, right. And if you look at the group that, that doesn't support net neutrality is Republicans uh, and all the cable providers. Because they're the ones that disseminate the internet. They're the Basically, ones that would jack up the prices. Yeah, they're the ones that are saying, hey, you can't tie our hands up so we can't charge you more because we oh. want to. It's basically oh. the point of like, we have, wait, you can't tell us that we can't price people out of the market because we hold the reins. It's like, no, the government can say, no, you can't. Yeah. You know, but what cracks me up, and this is what always, uh, what, what gets me about, uh, people, about, especially people that are, that side up with the businesses. You talk about internet speed and people outside of the US, especially if you're in uh, South Korea, Japan, our internet speeds are laughable. Slow. Ridiculously slow. Really? Yeah, I had people. I had. <laughs> I remember one time when when they first started when they had four um, G was like the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, faster speeds. This guy had come into uh, when I worked at uh, TC. He came in and he was from Japan, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you guys get four G here? Well, <laughs> that's cute though." But uh, no, it was like, he's, and that was the big that was thing. the big thing here. Right, right. But what they get over there is like ridiculous. Speeds are ridiculously faster. They are so much faster than here. To what we have, it's it's stupid, and they pay less than what we pay. Why is that? Because our company is because we have a we have our government is is built on the facet of businesses make money. Let them make money because they spend money on the government officials. They buy the government officials. Yeah, so what happens it. is, is you're you're donating money to their campaign. So they're gonna, oh well, you aren't making money because of this bill. Well, we'll we'll take care of that. They're bought by the businesses. They have no regulation. Right, lobbyists, lobbyists, and all, and all uh-huh. of that stuff. Unions. I mean, you know, that's what happened with SOPA sure. when SOPA got knocked down. Was because everybody stood up. And if you if you ever look back on all of that stuff, you'll look at all the Democrats and Republicans. Don't anybody tell you that it wasn't. It was always oh, Republicans. No, it was both. Especially when you get people like uh, Nancy Pelosi and you have people like uh, Bromer from the Republican side. Where they were all for SOPA because SOPA was brought to you by the movie and music industry. Remind us what SOPA was for SOPA, people who don't know. SOPA was the, um, was the music industry and movies um, uh, attempt to regulate the internet. Yeah. To quote-unquote protect their copyright they were going to be able to monitor the internet. If you showed an item that they thought, oh, that violates copyright, they'd shut you down. Mm-hmm. Government would shut you down. So for one day, people were complaining about it. For one day, most of the major websites, if not, I think a lot of them actually did, um, did a blackout day. Yeah. 
I do. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We we participated in that too. Did you? And we had the blackout day, and I had so many friends that came over to me from that, and were just like, "What's the deal, dude? What is this thing?" Mm-hmm. So then you start again, and then people were like, well, "That's bullshit," you mm-hmm. know, because you had no trial, you had no, you had no recourse. Right. No, you had no vote. You had and no nothing. You had people no like people like wired Twitter. Yeah. Facebook. Everybody went against SOPA, and then suddenly you had. You had politicians that were saying that, oh, yeah, this is the soap is good. So, like, um, I think we need to revisit this. I, yeah. th- I think we need to re- revisit this issue. And then suddenly soap was gone. I love that gone. backpedaling. Yeah, and suddenly yeah. soap was gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. And mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. And, and getting the adore- – and the one reason why I'm, I'm saying, like, oh, yeah, great that Obama said something bugs me to the fact that he hadn't said anything earlier. He always said he supported net neutrality, but never had an official position. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that bugs me because now he has a full Republican Senate and House. So now he can make this of, look, we're Democrats, we're supporting net neutrality. The Republicans, this is what you voted for, are now pushing for the, the government in here. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Ted Cruz, who was one of those Tea Party people, mm. and he's siding with the big government with the big uh with uh big business you're like dude what the fuck you cannot sit there and say that it's got you're using that same argument you're using the same argument that they use when v- when um video cassettes came out oh no video cassettes come out you're going to be able to tape everything and you know TV studios are going to fall. Oh, Movie know, studios right? are going to fall because everybody's going to be recording their things. Nobody's going to pay for anything. That and was I, the biggest lie. And then I, but if you think about it, the '80s actually boomed in movies. Didn't everybody they? went to the movies so, all the time? All the time. So and that, yeah, and the V, you know, the VCRs of the world. It was icing on the cake. Oh, That's yeah. all it was. Mm-hmm. It was just this cool other thing. It didn't, yeah. it didn't replace anything. Yeah. For me, it was actually cool because. You know, if you put that tape over the part that was supposed to make it. Oh, <laughs> right, right. I would be able to tape movies, like a bunch of movies, like three movies onto one cassette deck. Oh, yeah. I would cha- because I would change it to the EP, which would hold like six hours. Oh, yeah, the, the longer the, running, the longer but run, like yeah. more. Yeah, it was the quality wasn't the as quality good. The quality wasn't as good. good but you had. SP was the best. Yeah, SP was the best. And then there was LP. Then there was LP, which is that. And then there was the EP. The EP. Or SLP, I think. It was, a, think it it was, was one it was or the one other. other. <laughs> and, and I would put the tape over there and then, like. Oh, I haven't it. thought of this in ages. And then I would record, like, the three Star Wars movies onto one, sure. one tape. So then I would have, like, the Star Wars trilogy on there and then, you know. Like condense them down. Oh, that's one. funny. Yeah. I had um, I had a cassette from one of my high school productions, and then I put the tape on it and can't buy me love. I put that yeah. the uh, the the Patrick Dempsey right right uh, movie <laughs> after it. It's like really. <laughs> <laughs> so you see a bunch of high school chicks, you know, farting around, and then oh hey look, it's Patrick Dempsey. It's like <laughs> the we did the weirdest stuff, man. Oh yeah. So all right, and. Lastly, for those of you that have been waiting for this, uh, we can finally stop calling the new Star Wars movies Episode 7. J.J. Um, Abrams announced quite, quite sub- he was very subdued about it mm-hmm. when he announced it. Because he, 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 he sent a message on Twitter as Star Wars movie The Force Awakens com- has completed principal photography. 
So he just sort of said it. He just said it without making like without fanfare, with, without fanfare, without putting out a press release. So the Star Wars has a new title. It was just a Twitter picture that had the Force Awakens and then sends it out. Um, oh, and he did the hashtag the, yeah, Force, Awakens, the Force Awakens, and that's it. It's that's like it, it didn't yeah. come with a bunch of fanfare and no. like and like no, uh, just big out, announcement. It, yeah, exactly. It came out on Twitter, which I I've always liked Abrams for. He very seldom ever does big press releases. Mm-hmm. Even when he showed the cast at their reading for the new Star Wars movie, it was a picture sent out on Twitter and it had the whole cast sitting mm-hmm. down having a cast reading and he was in the middle talking mm. with people. And uh, and that's why I've always liked it. It's always more of he's like... He's just very matter of he's fact. He's just matter of fact. Like, he's like, oh yeah, here, here, let's send it out on Twitter. Yeah. So if you're following him, you get this like, oh cool, you know, you get right. all these cool things. So there's been a lot of people that have kind of, you know have been going back and forth about the new Star Wars uh, title. Um, I think the most, the, the biggest comp, the biggest uh, um, comment I've seen on there has been, it could be worse. And I we all know it could be worse because there was episode two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, so the title, The Force Awakens, is kind of cool. I like it. I kind of like it because it's kind of like the, you know, it's like the Force... Was it was Luke and Leia were the last two that had anything that had the word Jedi's. So the Force Awakens kind of the Force doesn't really mean anything without the Empire. Now the new enemy, the Force, the Force Awakens, that means things are going to happen. This is part of a new trilogy. I kind of dig it. The one thing that somebody that one person noticed and it was on uh, Nerd Reactor is the fact that they removed Episode Seven. Because if you know, oh the right, prequels, the word episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the in the prequels, it was episode one, episode two, episode three. Right. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of glad they got rid of it because I know, and you make the argument for the episodes in the first prequel in the prequels because you had Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi were episodes. Five, six, and uh, four, four, five, five, five and, and six. six. But they don't have any episode in their names, right? Because they were the original trilogy. That right. was what came out. But in, within the stories themselves, they were four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. But when you do the prequels, I guess for some reason they just didn't believe people would know that they're prequels. Oh, so they needed. So they, to put, call, they had like a necessity for yeah, it. Yeah, like an episode one. This episode is episode two. one, kids. Yeah, this is episode two, and this is three, and then of course you have four, five, and six here. Which no one thinks of right. as four, five, and six. Right. You know? And so you'd have this weird thing, right? One, two, and three would have episode. Four, five, and six don't have even... Uh, yeah. in, the, in the new... They, have their, they actually don't even have Star Wars in their name. You know? Like, they're just the Empire Strikes Back. No, there's Star Wars in it. Is it? Star but Wars. no one says that. Yeah, I mean, it's in smaller cases. You know what around. I mean, though? Yeah. And then here, it's it, probably going to be called Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Yeah. So then... It's like everything would be, you know, it should be different, actually. I mean, yeah. to go back to episode, this is my thought. To have one, two, and three have episode, four, five, and six don't, and right. then seven have it again? What yeah. the fuck? What's your, what's your rationale? And, and, you I, know? and I think that this is perfect, too, because of the fact that everybody knows, I, and, and I think Abrams is going on the assumption of everybody knows these are sequels. These are not prequels anymore. Right. These are sequels to the original, so we don't need to have... Six, uh, seven, eight, nine. Right, right. They're just, they're just going to exist. Mm-hmm. People will know it. People are smart enough. This is the internet age. Yeah. You know, if you don't know it, Wikipedia it for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, That's a verb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Google it. Google just it. Fucking Google just it. Fucking Google right? it. Right. Dot com. 
So, yeah. But personally, um, I dig it. I like it. Um, the Force Awakens. The Force you know, Awakens. it's like it's been lying dormant. Yeah. It's coming. It's rising up again. Well, you know, well, I like love 30, that. 30 years after the Return yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's like, and on the other hand, it's like, stop fucking analyzing it so much. Just enjoy the movie. God. Seriously? Well, one of the, it was funny because uh, some people were talking about like, oh God, they could suck. And it's like, no, we've had the ones that sucked. (laughs) We've had the ones that sucked already. This could be only, this couldn't be worse than them. Yeah. This could only be just as bad <laughs> not worse though. or 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 better okay and and the thing is, is that's optimistic well i mean personally <laughs> i'm digging on it because of the fact that jj abrams like a lot of people uses very little green screen if you watch the original prequels it's all it's so digitalized everything it was the it was basically like sin city it was just all completely done on green yeah. screen very little actual you know, sets you want set. them to film it in Simi Valley, I, Santa Clarita, all the way. <laughs> I w- when I, space I, looks like the desert. <laughs> but I, I would like them to film with like practical stuff, like no mo- no CG models in the background, right? Like to have them, and and with JJ Abrams has been doing all his different um, little promotional videos that he leaks out for people. Yeah. There's physical X-wing fighters. There's yeah, no CG creatures. There's actually puppetry creatures well come on around. harrison ford didn't break his leg or whatever right. on the green screen right, right? Exactly. <laughs> although kyle did mention he's like yeah he goes uh the only other title i could see would be angry old han <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> so, and on that note yeah angry uh, old, old han. han yeah star wars angry old han uh yeah maybe that's the next one yeah who knows? okay <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. And I'm Heather Rhodes. Uh, Peace out. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.